Okay, hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week we have the lovely Michaela Leyland with us and we're going to look at using your experience to drive your vision. So I'm not going to um, introduce Michaela because I think she can do a far better job herself. So hello Michaela and welcome. Hi Gemma, thank you so much for having me, especially with the topic area, it is something that I'm passionate about. So yeah, definitely a great topic. So I am a performance and mindset coach. And again, you know, quite often people say, well, why would I need a performance coach? You know, why would I need that? Well, it's because we want to be happy, engaged and confident in the things that we do. And that's what I mean about performance. So I help um, ambitious, purpose-driven women in, in business mainly, but not predominant, you know, not completely. Um, and I help them to gain clarity of vision so that they can step into the next level of where they want to go in life. And then also the energy to actually live it and live it now as well. So not just, you know, where you want to be here, but how are you going to live that that energy right in the moment? I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. And like you say, it's not just about business, is it? It's life in general, which is what we were saying just before we hit record. So to link in with um, the people that are most likely going to be listening to this, and it's going to be people that obviously it's about bullying. That's what that's my thing is childhood bullying. So you have personal experience of being bullied as a child. Um, Are you happy to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So um, I basically, long story short, was um, brought up in a um, council house in a very affluent town. And so consequently, um, my bullying was very low level. It was every day, but it was different people. So actually, it was quite hard to sort of um, go to the teachers and tell them who was doing it or make a big deal of it you know what and I never even told my mum I mean my mum was really shocked when I told her like years later um what had happened every and I, every single day so I had free dinner tickets and in the 70s and 80s you used to have to take a little ticket to the till and literally every single day someone would stand behind me and shout peasant or binno every single day and you know you'd be walking along the road and someone would shout peasant from peasant crescent and it would just be like all the time someone would just say the words peasant or been out to you like multiple times a day um and again you know for some of them they felt like it was banter and what have you but actually over a long period of time that gets you down and it also makes you feel like you should be ashamed of where you live and actually you know again as I look back over my childhood I'm really proud of where I lived in lots of respects you know we were an amazing community there was an incredible community spirit you know I couldn't do anything naughty down my road because my mum would know about it within seconds you know Um, and all the mums looked after all the other all the kids and we had loads of freedom but within the you know just within the confines of our road because everyone looked out for everyone and with massive resourceful as well when you haven't got much money you have to be hugely resourceful so for me um you know that that whole bullying episode it had it did have an impact for a long long time in terms of you know making me feel like I wasn't good enough and making me believe that I had to be you know be even work even harder than everybody else because actually you know I had something to prove um but at the same time you know I can see lots of positives in it as well as I move forward and interestingly I did have adult bullying as well so in the workplace I had several occasions where um I was bullied in the workplace but again in all of those cases um, I stood up to the bullies eventually. Some of them lo- took a bit longer than they should have done. You know, I, I'm, in hindsight, I can see that I, I, I should have done that earlier. 
but again you know you 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 live and you learn and it's those experiences that mold you and um I just think for me you know again recognizing that it's the bullies insecurities that there is that were the issue not mine you know most of those people particularly in the workplace were bullying me because either I seemed a threat to them on some level I've no idea what you know I'm not going to read their minds but you know those things definitely were about them and nothing about me and the only thing I would say is that how I responded and how I, I let them in as an adult again that I'll take that responsibility but you know their what they were doing and their actions and behaviors were very much about their insecurities and their doubts and fears because more often than not, and I'm sure you see this all the time, actually, a bully is literally crying out for help in a lot of, a lot of cases, particularly in childhood bullying, because, you know, they're, they're wanting some sort of attention or trying to bolster themselves by making somebody else feel inferior. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell, completely. Um, I'm curious, do you know <laughs> why, was there a reason why you didn't tell your mum? Um... I didn't want to worry her at the time. I think I felt like she already had enough on her plate. There's four, four kids in our family. And all, you know, all of us have experienced it, actually. Um, my little sister to the lesser degree. And I think that's because, again, maybe culturally, things have started to shift forward. She's seven years younger than me. So, But my, my, my brothers and sisters who are two years, uh, two years and four years younger than me, they, they had the same bullying. And actually, I think we just, I don't know, it was like an acceptance. You live down our road you got that that was what happened to you and you just had to crack on with it once I'm saying that and either you just did what I did which was pretty much most of the time ignore it or like some of the boys down our road would actually end up in fights but it would be because they were defending themselves a lot of the time but then that would feed the reputation of oh they're like you know the kids from that state and it actually was because they were defending themselves against these kids who were constantly day in day out just you know doing this to them so yeah it's it's and really again it's interesting as an adult isn't it to look back on these things and see how that experience you know played out completely and I think you know hindsight like you said is a wonderful thing you can you can see so much and you can make so many perfect decisions with hindsight can't you but I just yeah. think it's helpful for people who um maybe their kids are experiencing something or the big thing is is when your kid has been bullied and then you are having that guilt of why didn't they come to me yeah my mum said that she said that she said oh I can't believe you didn't say anything and I said well I said I just it wouldn't have stopped because again it wasn't one particular person if it had been one particular person I think I probably would have gone and said but because it was like a whole year group um you know all individual people doing it I, I, I just I don't know I just felt like it was just something that I had to just ignore and I mean she would you know there were times when she was aware of the um you know just again the general awareness of what people you know the way people were talking about our where we lived and stuff and she just used to always be really like you know well it's all right you know you don't know how that person's families you know got that wealth or whatever it is that they you know they're all on, on paying on the plastic and we don't owe anybody anything because she just you know she had those those uh, that sort of attitude to money that if you didn't have the money and you couldn't save for it you didn't have it <laughs> um whereas a lot of people were buying lots of things on the never never in her you know again we're talking 70s and 80s before everyone was on credit cards but there were the people who were they you know they 
my mum didn't see that as a good thing, you know, at the time. So she'd just say, don't, you know, everything's not as it seems. Don't be conned to thinking that they're better than you just because they've got the latest, you know, nice shoes or clothes from a particular branded store or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, completely. So she was quite clear on her um, morals and her beliefs, which is always helpful as a parent. (laughs) So did you recognise it as bullying while it was happening? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I felt, well, it was, yeah, I did know it was bullying in the sense of it was just a day in, day out, a stress, I suppose, that, you know, you at, at any point in the day, particularly when I was getting my lunches, <laughs> you know, I just, mm. it's like my heart would sink because it'd be like, I know as I'm going to hand this in, you'll have a, you know, in the background, somebody will shout it just, you know, and again, it was very much done as a joke in their eyes. I don't think they ever probably saw that it would be impacting on you, but it was, you know. I think that's that is key, isn't it? Is, is <laughs> the awareness or the lack of awareness of how our behaviour, our words, everything else that comes with maturity, um, you you don't realise how that's impacting somebody else just because it doesn't hurt you. But that's, I mean, that's what we try to teach our kids now, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, that's it. So you've experienced this childhood bullying and then you've grown up and at times you will have experienced um situations or had moments where you realized that that experience was still impacting you um can you remember any of those examples of what sort of things where you you were just like ah that's because of that happening yeah I mean I think there's there's a few things the first one was again I think actually on a positive level for a long time, it was actually a really big motivating force in me because I I would be thinking to myself, well, I will blooming well prove you wrong. And it actually drove me to work hard at school so that I could get, um, you know, financially secure job and have choices in the career path that I took and all those things. I wanted to travel the world. All of those things actually stemmed from me thinking to the bullies, I'm going to prove you wrong. Don't you think I'm this? I'm going to show you I'm something completely different. So that was the first thing. The the, the downside, I think, you know, I did, ha- I think that I've, the money side of it, that feeling of, you know, um, of lack and scarcity from the way that they were making me feel, that's definitely been a narrative that sort of drew, drove me um, in my younger years, you know, not being able to buy myself nice things because I didn't feel necessarily that I was worth it because I'm a peasant and a binner, aren't I? You know, and actually, you know, I know that I'm not. So it was, again, it was a bit of a fight in myself, really, to recognise that I'm not that person that they're saying that I am. And none of, neither any of the people who live in my, you know, my mum's my mom still lives in that road. It's a lovely road, you know. Um, I, d- I wasn't, that isn't the, me, and it's not, you know, what, what they're making me believe. But at the same time, my mean little cow voice, which is what I call the inner critic voice, was still making me believe that in my behaviours, if you know what I mean. And then the last one, again, I think it really did trigger people-pleasing behaviour in me. So, again, I would do um, a lot to try and placate and to make other people happy and safe in my you know, my company in terms of the way that I was behaving, which, again, is like, as I say, maybe I took... I. I um, accommodated other people's poor behaviour towards me in the workplace in several, you know, when I was young, when I was very much younger, um, far too long in, in some cases, because, again, I was just, I would try and please them 
rather than standing up to them and saying actually this is not acceptable behavior and you don't you know there's no need to speak to me like that or there's no need to behave towards me like that um and actually the only thing that actually ever stopped them was me standing up to them and having that direct conversation but again it was it was terrifying because my people pleaser was like oh my gosh you can't do that you need you know you need the approval of those people but I didn't you know and again that was those were massive growth opportunities for me as I see it yeah and I mean sometimes it takes a while for us to notice the behaviors doesn't it you know you you could be a people pleaser for decades before you suddenly realize it's not serving you yeah well I was well into my 30s yeah 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 and so like I know that one some of your big topics are things that I love to talk about and that's like energy management and burnout and you know being a people pleaser that's where you're headed isn't it is burnout because it's not sustainable you cannot um well it's just not sustainable that's it (laughs) It exactly you really struggle to create um good strategic boundaries within your business you very much struggle to have boundaries in terms of your work-life balance you you know all of those things and are impacted by that people pleaser and again the hyper achiever which is another one which again reared its head you know partly I, i believe because of this this desire to prove them wrong um so yeah, I think those things definitely are, you know, are the, the way that the the um, bullying can it can impact you. But again, what's great and really important for everyone to know is that they can be overcome. And so now I, I still a work in progress because my natural default is to be the people pleaser and to want to be a hard hard worker, you know. Um, but ultimately, I know now when I'm ruling that part of me whether you know being being pleasant and giving to people which is a big part of who I am I don't want to get rid of that but at the same time there is a very clear line of when that's going to be good for me or not good for me and and when I need to you know create a boundary around that that's brilliant so I know this is such a big question and I'm not expecting you to be able to explain it all now but are there any sort of brief descriptions or brief explanations you can give us of how you changed it so how did you go so that you've had that realization oh here we go again I'm I'm feeling resentful or I'm feeling exhausted because I'm making everyone else feel happy and you and you've linked it together with the fact that it's your previous experience of being bullied um where do you go from there like what did you do yeah no I mean I can there's a real milestone so the last episode of um situation where I got into a situation in a workplace um which I'm bound by confidentiality and can't talk about too with in any detail um but that actually was a catalyst because it made me realize that these behaviors were actual patterns and so then I actually saw that's a a big part of what pushed me into a personal development journey and also looking for uh, you know seeking therapeutic work around that and so once I'd sort of I spent probably about two or three years just really going deep and working through that and it's been an ongoing process you know I'm still in it I still believe that I'm still growing and still learning about it but that definitely helped me to just go and look at that and you know it wasn't just the bullying obviously there's other stuff you know in in my my life um, that will have impacted but that was you know a part of it and so to go and do that work I think is really really important because it just it just puts the light bulbs on your head you go oh yeah that makes sense and I'm absolutely normal and this is all okay and that mean little mean little cowboys you know those sabotaging voices don't have to dictate how I'm how I behave moving forward that's exactly it nail on the head it's not who you are 
it's something no. you're dealing with or it's something you've experienced but it's not who you are this doesn't determine your character no. right that's brilliant so um so basically your business is based on this drive isn't it this um your experience has driven where you're at and so for for those people listening can what are three things we can do to use our experience of being bullied to drive our vision because for anybody who's you know I talk about these five cycles and you've mentioned a few of them that we get trapped in and then we have this realization of I've done this before so whether it's like you've had another friend that's talking behind your back you you've been let down or you keep wanting to get qualified at things because it's like you're trying to prove to yourself that you are worthy and that you have you know these cycles yeah, that I've we- got you know two degree two one one degree and two postgrads <laughs> and a yeah. million certifications of course yeah and it's very you know and there can be other reasons you're completely right there can be other reasons that drive us that can be the driving force but usually when someone has been bullied during their formative years that will be the first building block in you never quite believing in your capabilities and always trying to prove yourself for example so if somebody listening to this now is thinking oh gosh I can really relate to what Michaela's saying here like I had that situation I've had it several times I'm now usually this is going to happen in your 30s 40s sort of time where you start going okay enough's enough now I know what I want my life to be and I know that that's not working for me. I just don't know what to do about it. Yeah. So what are the three things um, that we can do to use our experience of being bullied to drive our vision? Yeah, no, it's a brilliant question. So I think in the first instance, that prove them wrong energy is actually can be a force for good. Like I said, it did spur me to have a degree, two postgraduates, a million certifications, which again, I love lifelong learning. I'm not going to knock it. But again, there's a way of doing that in a measured way. And it's not in that proving energy, because in a way that was running away from it's running away from some, yourself. It's not to be, it's not um, a, an uplifting energy to be doing it. In. So I think, you know, the first thing is just identifying that and recognizing that If you are in that proving energy and it's just fueling that hyperachiever and the people please the saboteurs, again, it's just taking stock and recognizing it and saying, okay, so I consciously want to move forward with my vision, but I want to do it in towards energy, like, you know, opening up experiences and expansive, um, you know, um, opportunities in my life in not running away from anything, not running away from me, not running away from what the bullies were saying about me, but actually into what me as a grown, you know, person with a purpose and with a passion for my life wants to work towards. And I think, you don't again it's just really important to just keep when you're particularly when you're creating your energy just checking checking in with that and saying okay is it running away from or is it running towards energy that I'm doing this in and I think that can be really powerful because again it will really help you when with all the boundaries within the context of your business or your or even in your life like in your relationships with your friends and with your family and all those sorts of things it really will make a difference to you in terms of how you're um you know conducting yourself and your behaviors in those situations so it's powerful the second thing is recognize the strength that actually 
has come from that bullying experience. Unfortunately, every you know any challenge that we ever face in our lives is always an opportunity and has a gift out of it. And some of the people who I know who've been bullied the worst are actually the strongest people I know. Their resilience is absolutely incredible. So just you know, completely celebrate yourself and know that that imagine if you put all of that strength and all of that energy and focus that you had during those periods when you were surviving somebody's behaviors towards you into your own vision and into your own life, it's limitless, isn't it? You know, the potential is limitless. So to me, really recognize what a strong, amazing person you are to have gone through that, come out the other side, and that learned that experience will have given you so much as, as horrible as it might have been at the time. Um, and then the third thing as well is, you know, just don't let the bullies win. <laughs> That's a big thing for me is like, I don't let them win. Um, you know, create a vision in, in that truth of you. And if you are feeling still a feeling a bit vulnerable and you can't see that strength in yourself, just start where you are, start with a small vision, start with something that feels expansive to you and that's gonna just give you that feeling that actually, you know, I can I can take steps forward, even if it's only a few steps at a time, um, rather than trying to go all big, you know, the whole go big or go home thing. That's not my, that's not my thing that. I think it's very much start where you are and build and grow and gain the momentum and show yourself, this, you know, the strength that you've got step by step by step step and you know don't let that bullying experience shrink your dreams because they've won then haven't they you know they've won then and that's that's not what any of us want I love that and I think it's really important what you're saying there about building a bank of evidence really to say to to counteract because like you were explaining earlier you have that you have those two versions of you you have that version of you that's the this is what I want I know that's what I want even if it's it could be something really really simple like anything anything no literally um, anything. It, yeah you know I want to be able to walk the dog every day or I want to whatever it is um and you have that and then you have that like you say you call it the mean little cow the inner critic all these different names that people have but it's that other version of you that wants to tear you down keep you in your place partly to keep you safe partly to make sure that you never experience that again and it's this battle so when you can build the evidence for this one that actually wants you to progress and this this positive version that's really important so that you can argue the toss with the other one completely <laughs> and, and I was I talk about you know soothe that that other voice because like you say it is it's trying to look after you it's trying to not allow you to put yourself in the firing line again mm-hmm. but ultimately it is keeping you small and shrinking away from living life to the full so absolutely listen listen and hear it and then talk it down say it's all right I'm going to take this step and even if somebody was nasty to me or even if I fail and make a mistake those things are going to be okay in this instance because I'll learn from the mistake or do you know what I will stand up for myself in this one situation where I'm going to have a real conversation with the person in front of me who maybe has you know crossed a boundary in your head and, and said something that is or you know not that's not not nice um, and so you want to say you want to stand up for yourself in that and just say no actually I'm, I am going to I'm going to have that conversation and if the other person doesn't like it then they have to deal with that you know but I'm going to stand up for myself and say do you know what it's not okay for you to talk to me like that or whatever the scenario might be yeah. but yeah it's, it's powerful and I think the more that we do that again I know I know for a fact the more that we do do that because I I've experienced it and I know that's how I've got myself to this point you know um 
that the more we can just calm that mean little cowboy down, soothe it and say it's all going to be all right and then just keep building that momentum love it i love it thank you so much can you share with people how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to work with you or find out more about what you do yeah of course so if you go to my um, facebook page it's wood for the trees coaching i you can't see the wood for the trees then you work with me then you can um and then i've got an instagram um page which is at wftt coaching fabulous thank you so much Michaela and thank you to everybody listening we will be back again next week